Welcome to Talking Pictures, a podcast where we love to talk about movies, TV and a load of other good stuff we love talking about in the popular zeitgeist of Hollywood. My name is Brian and I'll be your host today. I am joined by my good friend and co-host David. David, how are you? I'm good, Brian. How are you today? Oh, it's good to hear you, David. Um, David, we're here to talk about two things today. First is the reimagining of The Little Mermaid. And we'll delve into after that the era of Disney live-action remakes. So, David, let me ask you this. What does the original Little Mermaid mean to you? And when you tell us, we can get an understanding of what your expectations were for this live-action remake and whether it held up or not. Um. Yeah, so I think uh, for me, the relationship between me and the little mermaid was non-existent um it wasn't a movie really that like i had i had seen it as a child but it wasn't one that was in the regular rotation um obviously we all know the songs um like under the sea and and kiss the girl and stuff like that they're a bit they are kind of nearly iconic the same way i would consider like the lion king songs very iconic um so we knew those songs uh, but it wasn't a movie really that we were you know watching every every other week like we kind of were when we were kids you know when you're a kid and you just watch the same thing over and over and over again and the little mermaid wasn't that for me anyway um and then going into this movie uh i i said to you i i don't think i'll see this in cinemas i think i'll i'll wait for disney plus for this one i don't need to see this one because of that because a little bit of the relationship that i had with or the non-existent relationship I had with The Little Mermaid, and then as well as that being a little burned on some of the um, other live-action remakes, like, say, Mulan and um, Pinocchio and stuff like that. Now, all that said, I went into The Little Mermaid, and I loved it. I thought it was great. I really had a great time, honestly. Um, I thought that the the music was great. Um, as I said, that was kind of iconic from the original one. Uh, I was really afraid that being underwater, like in in live action, that it was going to be really kind of dark and muddy. And it was in certain scenes, but that was to fit the the scene, like specifically with Ursula um, and some of the nighttime with the battle above water. Um, But then like scenes where you're underwater and you're with Ariel, it felt really kind of vibrant, but in a realistic way. Like um, I would kind of yeah it was just like it wasn't like bright and bombastic but it was colorful and you felt like oh these are like you know you'd see these fish not really deep below the sea but just kind of on a surface level Uh, and it it, I was worried that we wouldn't see that Uh, and so I was really glad that we got that um the the under the sea sequence specifically um that for me is iconic in the original um and it's a song that everyone knows and everyone loves and then in the in the movie in the remake, I thought, oh, I hope they do this well. And the way that it was executed was how I wished the "I just can't wait to be king" was executed in the remake of The Lion King. If that makes sense, like it was big and it was bright and it was colorful and it was like you got you got into it a little bit. Um, but no, overall, I actually really enjoyed. It. I don't mean to be <laughs> monologuing here, but uh, what did you think? I I can only assume that you share my opinion i hope you do um so let me start by saying that i like the original but not that i consider it like an all-time classic in my favorites of mm-hmm. uh, of my movie collection i think what i think for me it stands out because as a disney princess character she's the most unique because she is a mermaid and mm-hmm. i think with the whole element of below the ocean the under anything to do with uh uh ocean themed or ocean world uh concept is always a curious draw for me that in space because in our you know reality of life the ocean is the second scariest place on earth space being the mm-hmm. first so definitely two unknowns on one end on either end of the spectrum the yeah. unknown so quite quite a draw uh for me 
But the fact that, you know, um, she has her, you know, it's, it's, it plays up the traditional, she falls in love with a guy, and she has a overbearing father, and she has her animal sidekicks, and I think for me, it it's like, she stands out more than Snow White, she stands out more than Belle, and I, this was one I was delighted to see Disney fully get behind and back up on and I really did have a ball watching this. I very much liked it. I, I might have even loved it. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and my, 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 my expectations were like, uh, to quote uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda's uh, official title on the film, uh, he was the, don't fuck this up. Mm-hmm. That like uh, in terms of the music, <laughs> uh, Lin Manuel uh, was behind uh, some of the creation of the music. I actually thought he was going to play the uh, a, a character in a, like a cameo. He, w- he played a chef trying to you know uh, cook Sebastian the crab, but the director removed didn't really have that in the movie because mm-hmm. um, so he thought it was a bit too essentially. It, it didn't lend itself to live action like it did with animation, yeah. and. Well, yeah, like, the, the movie plays as it is, and I'm not watching it to compare it to the original. I'm watching it to sort of relive and then take in what's new and take new versions. And what I feel like this movie did is elevate uh, any and all concept the original had, such as um, not having it be essentially uh, masculinized to stereotype women. Um, because because uh, they they changed some lyrics to the to the songs like ask her to kiss her uh, and be more respectful uh, as you would mm-hmm. uh, in our day and age because you know fifty years ago women were treated differently than they are today from men so it's nice that they took those approaches and elevated it and also but she that not only she had a genuine curiosity of uh, looking to see the human world but you know she, she sees a guy and she likes him and, you know we actually get into his character as well what's his name again mm. eric eric so yeah he, eric. he they actually read him up to be a fully uh well beloved character i feel like there's a load of like young girls are gonna take a liking to him um mm. i like that they kind of made him a little bit more um they give him a little bit more depth because in the original um <laughs> when ursula come <laughs> <laughs> when when Ursula comes up and uh, you know puts on the fake persona of Vanessa, um, she just mind controls him. Uh, whereas yeah. in in this version, he's very much torn of like he doesn't quite know what he wants, and he's like he's just been told he thinks that this is the right girl, and he's like he seems almost kind of committed, like oh I've put all the effort in, but really I've I like Ariel and he just doesn't know and rather than it being a straight up mind control it is a bit more complex and that's he has actual thoughts and he is a character that's what I mean by elevating a lot of uh, mm. material um, I thought that was that was definitely the right decision uh, into making us not this not hate uh, Eric and uh, mm-hmm. also I thought that they did a good job mirroring his um, need to explore uh, just the same as Ariel which uh, yeah. made it nice for them to to essentially yeah get down into a relationship together as opposed to mm. you know boy meets girl that's it you know yeah um, and it was very much in the original it was um, the the wedding that night uh whereas in this one it was oh he's going to propose tonight yeah you know, it, it's a bit more realistic and it gives it gives ariel and eric a bit more of um similarities and like oh why are they drawn to each other oh they both kind of have a a want and a need to explore and go somewhere that they're not be away from what they know and they can bond over that mm-hmm. i think that kind of solidifies them as a as more of a relationship as opposed to just oh i like him she likes, you know, I like him, he likes me. I want to get into, um, well, the, some of the uh, recasts here. I I do remember looking at some of the cast. Uh, like, um, it's good that they got 
Halle Bailey into this. She's a she's a obviously she's not a new girl. She's an established singer, but like you know, it's good to put a fresh face on this. And I like that. You know, we got a couple of um, oh cool yeah Javier Bardem as Triton of course and uh, yeah K- Jacob Trombley as the kid fish of course yeah seems normal. Uh, the bit, I was always curious to see who are they going to get to play, uh, voice Sebastian. Who are who are they going to able to essentially provide mm-hmm. that iconic voice to him and Davy Diggs? Yeah, I, I thought he was very good uh, as a young as a young youth Sebastian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they very much like the the original Sebastian is very much like a you know under the It's proper like deep and and you're right, kind of grizzled old. Whereas this was a much lighter like. I suppose not as stereotypical Jamaican accent, if that makes sense. Yeah, like it, like it feels like his his voice scratches a bit, but mm-hmm. uh, that I, I, I didn't mind that. Uh, and uh, and he's probably my favorite or second favorite character in this movie. Like he, they, they had a, he had a couple of uh, singing uh, deliveries in this, mm-hmm. and I, I think I just I my favorite characters in Disney animated classics are. Uh, the service characters um, what's the name of the candle in Beauty and the Beast Lumiere yeah. I knew you were going to say Lumiere yeah of course of course he, he, like, Lumiere's deadly and yeah and, and it was great that yeah and who, who else was I thinking of uh, a service character from an animated classic there's someone else I thought of as well uh, not just Lumiere and Sebastian uh, maybe it'll come back to me, but like, there's definitely a third one. I was like, mm. yeah, where I, where I put together. I think I like the char- the service characters to more uh, than anything else. I do remember first seeing Melissa McCarthy being uh, rumored to play Ursula, and I thought that is a necessity. That is a must need. You need to get her because she's not going to do a Melissa McCarthy performance. This is a not the type of role for her to do that in this character, and boy, she definitely did not do that. I maybe think she was the best part of the movie, uh, her as Ursula. I, I I didn't care that it opened up like the first two scenes we hear she's narrating to who? Sorry, it doesn't. I don't care. Um, she did it in the original. Did you care then? I and it could be her tentacles that she's telling because she had that scene where she's trying to find that potion and and she she's getting angry and and maybe that was like a little Miss Le, Melissa McCarthy joke but you know that's fine I, I'm happy to it Melissa McCarthy is good uh, when she's given the right material and I loved her I really did love her did I say I loved her as Ursula I loved her as Ursula <laughs> um, what did you think of her as Ursula actually yeah I thought Ursula uh, was the best part of this movie did I not say that already um, oh sorry yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I uh, she, uh, er, Melissa McCarthy playing Ursula in this was what essentially Will Smith was the genie in the Aladdin I heard her casting and she, I, I wasn't one of those um, uh, crowds to think oh that's gonna suck or oh I don't know dude he's not gonna be as good as the original or they're not gonna be good as the original and you know the, the original is a 40 to 50 year old animated classic it's animation this is a reimagining for a live action and you get to see a new interpretation of this and the majority of the time it's always worked Tom Hanks is Geppetto of course yes makes sense um movie otherwise but you know I'm talking about the casting <laughs> and mm-hmm. there's loads of other ones as well like I'm not going to get into but yeah, Melissa McCarthy uh, was probably the best choice. Uh, I loved this, and I loved her, and I loved how she looked. I I love um, sort of like she still came across as drag as the original inspiration to Ursula, but um, yeah, I I, I don't want to get into the, her performance in the song just yet because I like to talk the songs in their own like little. Uh, category was there any other characters mm. you thought uh, were you there were quite uh, eye eye grabbing? I felt like uh, Javier Bardem as King Triton was pretty eye grabbing. Like he's very much like a if you wanted to cast the king of the ocean, like Javier Bardem, 
you could see that you know like <laughs> that the, the scene at the end where he comes up out of the water um you would feel like if if i was a human and i saw him not being javier bardem but just the guy that looks like that be like i'm the king of the ocean i'd be like yeah that that's fair you <laughs> you I, look like that so i i'd like to add uh, that scene with him and ariel at the end i thought that scene really solidified it even more as a whole mm-hmm. uh, like that like imagine if that scene wasn't there you needed you needed him to come up out of the ocean it just feels a bit weird having seen him underwater the whole time and then you see him rise above it and it makes him more yeah. real mm-hmm. definitely yeah no i 100 percent agree that you like you can kind of when they're underwater they don't feel wet yeah but when he's up out of it and he has the water dripping off him that that feels more real definitely and um, and that scene where he's like Sebastian, he put, puts his finger to his to the rock to come here, and then he like you think Sebastian is in trouble, but no, he's like he's he's actually getting a little excited. Is my Ariel in mm. love? Like what? Like what a nice thing for a father to think. And mm-hmm. uh, I liked I liked how uh, maybe hurt he felt because he thought he pushed Ariel away. Mm-hmm. Okay, he, said, he, he realized yeah. the error of his ways. Yeah, pretty cool. I liked him. I, I liked him in this movie. Great choice. Awesome mm-hmm. choice. As you as you were saying there, and you want to move on to songs, um, I have to say it felt like a, a real travesty for me personally um, to cast Haley Bailey in a role where unfortunately she doesn't talk for half the movie because I thought she was fantastic. I thought she her singing. Uh, part of your world that wasn't ever really a disney classic for me i know that it is but for me it wasn't but her rendition of it like was spot on it was perfect it was great um and then i was quite happy as the movie went on that they wrote new songs and they gave them to her because she in the original movie ariel only sings part of your world she doesn't sing any other songs but throughout this um yeah you didn't even know that um but uh, yeah, it's right. This like she sings a little bit of "Under the Sea" as well. She joins in. Yeah, I love that. Um, she sings when she first gets off the boat, like, um, or she first comes out of the sea and she's riding up to the castle. Like she has a bit of a song there in her head. Yeah, it's it's in her head, and it still works, and it, it's good. So I was glad that they were able to showcase her voice, um, as well as like. Um, Add, add these new songs but they felt like if you hadn't seen the original that you wouldn't know that they weren't a part of the original if that makes sense like they suited well especially um her song going up to the the castle and then eric's song eric didn't have a song in the original either but he sings that song when he's singing to the sea about how he wants to find her both of those songs felt like they were um that you would believe that they were in the original that they weren't new additions they fit really well um, but I'm I'm I was happy that Haley Bailey did the character like a really like did it justice and made it her own as well. Um, and I look forward. I I had no idea that this was actually her first leading role. I didn't realize. I went to go look up afterwards. I go, what else has she been in? I'd love to see something else she's in. No, this was her first leading role in a movie. So I'm excited to kind of watch her going forward. Like keep an eye on on what she's doing. She was definitely grabbed for this role because of the pipes in her vocal cords. Her singing, mm-hmm. holy mother of Jesus, that voice. <laughs> she, that's a, I like the way that they sort of put a bit of mythology in her singing being a mermaid siren that we've seen in yeah. other movies before. Like, like you, you said, you're elevating, elevating it all. You know the director of this movie? Has, this is not his first movie to dabble with mermaids and ocean, uh, the ocean. Yeah, he did Pirates. He did Pirates Caribbean. Yeah, so he's he's dabbled a bit in there, and he of course like he, he, I was looking forward to seeing him do this, and he was a selective, lovely, great choice for this movie. Can't mm. wait to see what he's going to do next. Um, everything was done. Yeah, we just keep repeating ourselves. It was elevated. Anything that was done fine in the original, it's been elevated here to add more, and it gives a, a lot of um, depth and. Mm-hmm appreciation and respect to this movie uh, for contemporary society. Mm. And 
Yeah, Jesus. Her, and I thought it was interesting because, yeah, now she'll have to kick in her uh, performance as an actor with no dialogue and uh, come across with her facial expressions. Yeah. And I thought she did a great job as well. You know, let the, let, she had to act to a bunch of non-actors, uh, to Sebastian and Scuttle and Flounder, to non-because mm. they, they had an awful lot of scenes in this. Um, yeah, the gender the gender swaps go, which was a great choice. Aquafina was good uh, kicking in that uh, comedy timing. Mm-hmm. Even gave her didn't give her a song uh, with her and Sebastian rap. have a little rap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like as, as as I feel like that's the perfect song that your kids are going to listen to on repeat over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't hate it, but it's not like. If I listen to it more, I'm going to listen to it a lot, and it's just going to be caught in my head the whole time. So I'll just mm-hmm. focus on the I'll just focus on the the top three songs I I love for this movie, which is uh, part of your world was not one of them because I don't know maybe it's just a bit too slow, and I like a little bit of more energetic energy in in some of the songs. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought "Kiss the Girl" was my third favorite. I loved um, how it flowed. I never realized it was. I didn't realise I would love it as much as I did in this movie. Maybe I loved it in this mm-hmm. movie a whole lot more. I did like Under the Sea in this quite a lot. This was like, do not F this up. Do not do this uh, this um, scene wrong. This needs mm-hmm. to be executed well to a T. And I thought it was done as best as the circumstance allowed it to be. I didn't care that the, you, didn't want to st- you couldn't have the sea creatures play instruments that sounded like their the name of their it rhymed the name to the name of their species. Uh, I didn't want to see that. If you're gonna get that, watch the original. This is live action. There's a there's a mm-hmm. sense of grounded realism you need to put forth in this. Like a, a human is not gonna go uh, shoot fire from their hands because that's not what people do. Mm-hmm. And yes, there's mermaid there's mermaids and mermen in this, but that's one element of mythology introduced you know we're not going to bring superpowers mm. into this <laughs> and oh wait the no, no. not going to come recruit Ariel but my favourite song performance in this uh, I didn't I, I'm surprised but I just feel like uh, Melissa McCarthy singing Poor Unfortunate Soul was it just gives me some goosebumps sometimes I've been listening to a home ever since I just love how she I thought maybe that was a type of song that it's it's sort of slow in parts. It's broken up. Poor unfortunate soul as the chorus line. I mean, I, you know, it's it's similar it's similar to um, "Are You Ready?" Are You Ready? Sung by the Witch Doctor in in mm-hmm. Princess and the Frog. I love that song. I think it is maybe the best, but my favorite is actually a, a blue blue sky guaranteed, which is sung by another. Uh, the mentor character in The Princess and the Frog by The Blind Woman. That's my favourite song mm. in that movie. But The Witch Doctor song was great. So a similar situation here. It's broken up, but it gives you goosebumps. And Melissa mm-hmm. McCarthy raising her voice. She can sing. She was definitely a uh, key strength in this movie. Um, I, I really dug her character. They made her... Uh, Ariel's aunt in this movie as opposed to um, just a, a cruel sea witch which is kind of interesting yeah it kind of gave her a little bit of motivation as to why she was angry at Triton as opposed to just her wanting to be the queen it felt like she that she felt like she had a right to it more so in this than like we said they elevated every aspect of this anything they could elevate they did and do you know what do you know what um, I thought they also executed very well. That I thought, how the hell are you going to do this and not make it come across, for lack of better words, shit or stupid? <laughs> Sorry, that's a better word. Stupid is mm-hmm. when um, she grows in size and she's like ginormous at the end. Mm-hmm. Remember, do you remember? I remember that from the original. It's like, oh, oh okay. I suppose just making them bigger makes them more threatening, but. I didn't know where they're going to do this here. And they did. And you know what? They did it right. Because I thought when she was growing up big, I thought, uh, so are we just going to see a giant Melissa McCarthy's face in this? Like, is, is it just going to come across as like very uncanny and unnatural and take you out of the movie and think this is just a greeting screen situation? No, they didn't do that. What the director did 
with the beautifully done VFX team is the silhouette. Hmm, I'm just I can't pronounce this word. Help me, David. Silhouette. Yeah, she was dark uh, in color. She, you could see you could see um, subtle, sort small details in her face to get some like purple colors out. You could see her eyes. You could see her eyes for um, the bulk of it. You could see very a more monstrous form, but she still looked good. Mm. And what I mean, good, sexy. Dry <laughs> Ursula was uh, quite good looking as well, and there was giant tentacles coming out like a proper sea monster, like a proper kraken. Yeah, she, I, I, I thought it was. I thought, how do we not feck this up? How do how do they not? Um, bollocks this and make it come across stupid kitty and definitely like less is more when it came to that one especially for that couldn't have said it more better myself david that's where you're on this show that's why you're on my co-host <laughs> I, I what did you think of that scene particularly because as soon as i saw the, the the approach in presenting her as huge in scale i knew i'm gonna make note of this uh, in this episode what did you think of yeah, that? Yeah, it, well, it wasn't one that I kind of... You know when you, like, you're like you watching a movie, you kind of do expect things to change um, and them to do certain things slightly different. And I did think that that would be something they wouldn't do like as a nearly one-for-one one, mm-hmm. um, uh, like remake. But uh, no, I think that, like you said there, it worked well that it, it was it was scary and it was like shrouded in darkness and when the lightning strikes, you can kind of see a little bit. and um, Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, it, it, it worked well. They did, they put thought into it and I think that they, rather than it coming across, across as goofy and like you could have had that with like, oh, what's... Like it could have come across as like like Jack Black in Gulliver's Travels or something like that, where yeah, it's just kind of a massive, massive person compared to all these little ones. But you're right; it did feel like she was a monster. She took on her almost like her true form of like a full monster that is is surrounded by darkness and evilness just exudes from her. Good job, and they didn't draw it too much. They they had her. She, they had they had her send off with the 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 point of the ship, stabbing her in the gut, and then sending her to the depths of the ocean. Mm-hmm. That's 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 dark. But but um, that's what happened to the last one, and mm. it's good that she sunk instead of blew up like a bubble. That's so that they can have her back for the Little Mermaid two when they remake that movie too. Here they're doing a Lion King prequel called Mufasa. So they never anything's possible. Anything's possible. I don't know. Yeah, Melissa McCarthy was a steal. She she was she was great in mm. this movie. Did I say that? I don't know if I mentioned that yet. <laughs> um, Speaking of uh, Mufasa, there, um, like you said, we have we're we're deep into these reimaginings, um, and we've more to come. Oh Do yeah, you, uh, you know as many uh, you. I know you have a, a list or two, maybe, and um, you you know what's coming up in terms of remakes. So, yeah, well, it's funny, it's crazy that now we're past the stage of The Little Mermaid being released, because this is one they they really did not need to F up, and by God, they did not. We're well into these stages, and Jesus, they are a real hit and miss at times. It started off strong, but we're we're in a real, like, okay, is this going to be a good one, or is this going to be a bad one, or will it be all right? You know... Maybe we'll start at the beginning with the Jungle Book. Uh, sorry, not the Jungle, not the Jungle Book. It's funny. This actually uh, era of di- of uh, Disney animated movies being remade into live action or CGI, so to speak. It didn't. It start. This phase started with Cinderella, made into a made into a quality movie. You know and. Was fine. I dug it. Like it's not my favorite, but I do acknowledge that it's a good movie. But it goes back way, way further than that. Like th- this is kind of the first reimagining. But like it goes back even as far as like 101 Dalmatians. Like it, it's not like this is a new thing. Like 101 Dalmatians, well, early 2000s. I think a lot of people probably would have seen mm. the 
that one, the Joan Cusack, isn't it? Joan Cusack version more than they would have the uh, the um, Glenn Close. Glenn Close, sorry, yeah, not Joan Cusack. Um, no, Glenn Close, yeah, the Glenn Close version of 101 and 102 Dalmatians more than they would have seen the original animation. So it's not like this is a new trend. It's it's ramped up in recent years. All right, starting with Cinderella, I would have put Cinderella kind of as the the first point as well. When, Def- when they- definitely, if if you. Yeah, if you, if you get a box set on DVD, it's like it's gonna start with Cinderella. Mm-hmm. But I think they nailed it. They nailed it when they hit Jungle Book. That was when they really Jungle Book globalized it. It popularized it. It made it into a money maker. It made this franchise, so to mm-hmm. speak, a, a potential money maker. We can make this. This 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 is a new trend for us. This is a new cycle of movies that Pixar is in that. Essentially, Disney animated movies is still doing, um, with with the newest mm-hmm. one being Wish, and and yeah, same mm-hmm. with superhero movies and Lucasfilm movies, uh, on and so forth. The Disney remake is it's just a new cycle added to the movie content that Disney is making, and mm-hmm. well. You know, some of them are hits, some of them are miss. Uh, you know, Pinocchio, that's a that is a swing, and the bat flew out of the hands and into the wood chipper. <laughs> that was not even perfectly placed to, to hit the wood chipper. It was like far. It was like probably in the next field, and the bat was still swung to a great length, and it it went straight into the center of the mm-hmm. wood chipper. That's uh, the the bat is the metaphor for Pinocchio uh, as a character. Pinocchio should yeah. If you're not gonna make a good job out of it, don't do it. No wonder they dumped it on Disney Plus. But you know what else was on the Disney Plus? <coughs> Peter Pan and Wendy. And I thought I, that was pretty good. They 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 put so, put a bit of effort into that, at least in terms of the characters. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Pinocchio did one thing right, and I think that I would like to see that carry over into certain movies and it's that you even though you're making these uh live action and you're making them real i think that you can still make them feel like we we still know that we're watching a movie uh, and you can still make them just a little bit animated if that makes sense so in Pinocchio, obviously he's a wooden boy but it's not someone walking around like a, an actual live action puppet no he's still animated um, the fox, the two, the I can't think of the names, but the ones that sell them to the circus essentially convince them to go to the circus. They are animated as well. Yeah, and I think I would have liked to see uh, in the Little Mermaid. Uh, I would have liked to see maybe Sebastian and Flounder be a little more animated. I didn't feel like Flounder, especially, looked anything like he did in the movie, the the animated movie. Mm-hmm. So I would have actually liked to see him look a little bit more animated. In a similar vein to like how maybe Sonic the Hedgehog and Tails look in their movies. Like even though it's a real live action cast, having an animated character is fine. It can look good. Um, I would have liked to see that. And then I would have liked to see maybe some animated features in The Lion King. Because even though that was like a full realistic, like what a real lion and a real uh, real uh, warthog and, and meerkat look like. It kind of lost a little bit of... <laughs> not not to you know the pun it lost a little bit of animation like it lost they're not as expressive as maybe an animated character can look because it just looks like an animal well that's so i think that if they well that well that's why these animated classics lend themselves so well in terms of what they're able to do they're talking animals you know dogs don't <laughs> smile in real life but uh not not to like I'm not, I'm not shooting you down. I 100% agree with you. I agree with you with the Lion King. It's like, these are just a bunch of lions talking. They can't smile. Where, where's where, where's our eyebrows, you know? But mm-hmm. um, if I did have a problem with it, it, it would have been maybe the Lion King. But here, I didn't bother, it didn't bother me at all. Sebastian mm-hmm. actually smiled a few times in this movie. So did Flounder, actually. Yeah, they, they, they look very realistic, and they look, some of them don't really look like they do, especially Flounder, but... Uh, it didn't bother me at all. Um, it's just it's what you do with it that matters. And believe it or not, if 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 uh, 
No, no, I take it back. I was going to say if that Sonic movie kept its uh, original design from the trailer and that movie came out, the movie would still be the same. But no, I take it back. It's it's better. No, definitely, it's not. better the way Sonic turned out to be. But uh, I do think they're gonna. I don't know. They they did try the animation animated touch with the um, animals and insects in Pinocchio, and that movie was shit. So I don't know. Mm, yeah, maybe you're right. I don't know. Yeah, maybe you kind of always want what you can't have. <laughs> but uh, you're right. It, it, like Pinocchio, it really wasn't good. And um, and you know, I was I was looking at some scenes in the Jungle Book recently, and that you know, as as dated. <laughs> Look at us talking about the Jungle Book uh, with the dated CGI, but it's good. And hey, look, they made Christopher Walken into an orangutan, so mm-hmm. that that's Christopher Walken's face there, you know. Uh, whereas mm-hmm. the rest of the um, the characters were very animalistic, realistic looking. I didn't mind that at all. You know, you can get some personality as best as you can. And well, I think I think that just they're gonna keep on that sort of trend but if they are gonna you know um anim- animate it going forward well we'll we'll need uh, to be a good movie first then we can see mm-hmm. but i'm happy i i don't i don't mind how being realistic as it can be like what about dumbo yeah. Dum- dumbo uh you know i didn't see dumbo oh that that's okay um <laughs> it wasn't a good movie either so Mm-hmm. Um, well, looking looking forward, I suppose to the future, like we said, what they can do in the future. Uh, I'll run through the very uh, quick list of of some of the upcoming uh, reimagining slash remakes. So we have Snow White, an absence of of Seven Dwarves. There, we have Mufasa, which is a prequel to The Lion King. We have Lilo and Stitch, Hercules, The Hunchback of Notre Dame, uh, The Sword and the Stone, Bambi, Robin Hood. Um, the Aristocrats, the Aristocats, and then the most recently announced uh, Moana. Um, now, looking at that list, I don't know about you, some of those are unnecessary. Some of those I don't need to be remade, like Bambi. I don't need to see Bambi's mother die again, but more realistic this time. I think Bambi lends us up to being elevated because that movie, I remember watching it when I was in the hospital. Uh, I'm fine, by the way. Um, it it just really like Bambi's mother dies and what he makes a few friends and then there's this like uh, deer out there somewhere or, I don't know is, is it his father why is he never there is, mm-hmm. he, is he a ghost anyway I, I think it can lend itself to being elevated if done right otherwise yeah I don't need it the the Robin Hood is actually not really going to be live action it's going to be CGI Oh okay. Yeah, well, it is going to be a new yeah. a new form of animation. And dead right, how are you going to have a realistic or animated fox be anthropo anthropro be like Zootopia? <laughs> um, yeah, and and going around handle handling stuff like they've got thumbs. I, I'm glad that they're taking it seriously and not making it real. Going to make it animated. Mm-hmm. Um, Sword in the Stone. Eh, I I could read that. That just sounds so boring. But I never watched it. But yeah, I would rather like maybe the Black Cauldron. That feels like a. Oh yeah, that's a good pick. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe I would rather that as opposed to the Sword and Stone. But oh well. Hercules. Uh, he always looked better than the movie ever was. And I never watched the movie, so who knows? Uh, but that's the Russo brothers. No correction. That's Guy Ritchie. So look, he oh. did a good job with with Aladdin, in my opinion. So maybe you can do a good job here. Hmm. We'll see. Uh, the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Um, here, what a way for Josh Gad to kick out his acting chops if he does a good job in it. If they end up casting him. Hmm. Um, but based on this trend I'm going on, David, the one I need them to not get wrong and keep the theme of Elvis. Is Lilo and Stitch? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent agree. I've been, I've been paying attention to the cast of this movie, and uh, I'm happy with it. I like mm-hmm. it quite a lot, quite a bit. And well, they they, they need to get this right. And if they don't, uh, I really am going to be upset. Mm-hmm. Um, this this need if this is as good as 
um, well, uh, Beauty and the Beast. I'll take it. Mm-hmm. It needs to be better than Peter Pan and Wendy, but I'll, I'll take Beauty and the Beast. I might even take Lady and the Tramp, but it just needs to be done right. You know, mm-hmm. There's no Disney princesses in it. There's no characters singing out of the blue. It's just, it's just a joy to watch. It's a good story. And it's, yeah, it, yeah, and it's and it's cute. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very it's very cute. The relationship Stitch as a character is great. That anything anything anytime Stitch talks, it's just humor. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, um, they they need to not fail that one. And look, it's mm-hmm. done with the guy who did Marcel and Michelle, so that's saying something. It's done by... The, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. you're just excited. I love Marcel and Michelle. Oh, man, I'm excited for this movie now. It was already at the top of my list, but you just elevated it even more. Wow, I didn't know it was done by the same guy. Wow, that's incredible. Well, let's hope. Uh, <laughs> Snow White is a very curious one. For me, the, snow, the, the dwarves in Snow White were, like, my favourite. Not because this song, but because when Snow White was poisoned and then the witch tries to escape, these dwarves charge after her. And they charge after her like um, a mad mob to kill her. Like that that whole chase sequence, like, you know, riding on, on the animals as well from the forest. Mm. Like the, and they're charging up the up the, the rocks. They're trying to after her, get her. They're they're proper gonna like murder this this imbecile of a of a non-human this 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 waste of uh, life form this mm. dirty old hag I I thought that gave me goosebumps is she being played by uh, Gal Gadot in this one the queen yeah, yeah. And I, oh, well, I, okay. I, I, I like that I like that casting uh, mm. Rachel, Rachel Ziegler yeah those singing pipes um, are going to be hard to outmatch Ariel mm. I actually I actually think Ariel is the best uh, has Halle, Halle Bailey as Ariel I think she might be the best you know, um, they they didn't have singing in Mulan, and I think that within itself was quite the detriment. I agree, uh, especially I mean, not having Mushu was a detriment. <laughs> yeah, um, how to not uh, do a Disney live action remake? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, just going through this list as well. Uh, Peace Dragon was a very good one. It's a very good movie um there's not too many of these movies where it's very grounded yeah i know there's a green dragon that's you know acts like a dog but uh, there's no there's no characters popping out of the blue singing like they did in you know rocket man so you know they won't do that in leo stitch either and well um it there's not many of those you know um mm-hmm. Now, the Jungle Book actually didn't really do it all that much either. The only time they did was with King Louie, and that was very short. Like, when Baloo was uh-huh. singing Bare Necessities, that was the two of them singing it to each other for the crack, as if me and you were to sing it to each other right now. Not yeah. not wish... Not as if... Not, there's no musical notes added to the uh, scene where the music is in tune with the lyrics that the characters mm-hmm. are singing. You know? So I think they're definitely a hit and miss. You know, Cruella was another um, reimagining instead of uh, 101 Dalmatians. I don't know how you, you're going to do a sequel. Okay. Is she going to kill the dogs? Yeah, no, they're not going to do that. They tried to Yeah, try that's to one st- of those... They tried to scare That's one her. of those oh. movies where... Uh, sorry. <laughs> that's one of those movies where they, they're taking the villain and making her good and you're rooting for her. But at the same time, you know, oh, well... You know, she does eventually try to kill all the Dalmatians to make a coat. Um, unless they completely change the story going forward. But it's like... Absolutely not. She's <laughs> no, no. And, <laughs> and because of that, because of that, 101 Dalmatians is uh, the best version of the, the Dalmatian dog movies. Yeah. Uh, 101 is definitely I don't know. I just like villains being allowed to be villains. I don't need every villain to have a yeah, redemption. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. I do. I agree. Mm. I agree. Uh, unless unless it's a superhero, uh, then you know you're allowed because that's that's the trend these days. Mm. Um, so let me ask you this: um, of of all of the Disney movies uh, that haven't been announced for remakes, what's something that you would actually like to see remade or or reimagined? Oliver and Company. Oh, okay. I don't think I've ever seen actually Oliver and Company. Just think of the movie Oliver. You know, the orphan, except mm-hmm. it's a it's a cat. 
Oh, I didn't realize it was like 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 Oliver Twist. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, More I didn't or less. know that. Oh, yeah, no, just in, know. In, you know, there's Sykes, the, the human hobo, trying to make, mm. a, ma- ma- try to make ends meet as a homeless guy living in a wreckage of a ship, you know, trying to feed the, the stray dogs that hang about. Billy Joel singing that song, Why Should I Worry? Yep, cast someone perfect to, you know, do out that song. I remember that being a movie when I was just a wee gassle of a kid. Just a wee <laughs> chaps watching... watching I don't know previews or something like that, or adverts of I don't know maybe a, a Disney movie and you know the ads or the special features and you see uh, segments or videos of uh, a few older animated movies and Oliver Company was one of them and I remember the scene with the cat and you know the 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 air from underneath the New York City street like blows them up and makes his fur all fluffy fluffy you know. Uh, mm-hmm. it's pretty much it's pretty much when um, the main dog was teasing him and mm-hmm. well I just thought that was cool and uh, I suppose it made me like cats in a way so you know I, I, I liked it and um, I suppose as a one that's not very popular I could see them you know getting a kick but mm. you know they're doing the aristocrats instead so you know that's a that's a that's a very old one it's a very like maybe if it's a very uh, non-globalized, but still has a huge following, you know? Maybe if that one does well, you'll get your Oliver and Company. They'd be like, maybe. oh my God. Maybe. <laughs> Animals do well. What about you? Do you have one in mind? Um, I think if... Like, I'd have two, and it'd be a real toss-up for either one, but I think I'd lean more. So the, the first one would be Atlantis. Um, good choice. That would be a really good one. Um, because it's kind of like an underrated classic, and then my the my real if you had to push me on it, this would be my number one pick would be uh, Treasure Planet. Dude, I love them choices. I do. They really do lend themselves to such opportunity. You're, mm-hmm. th- th- I think I that love, with I the way I think that the way like the way they do aliens and like Star Wars and stuff, like with really good like prosthetics and. Uh, CG, I think that Treasure Planet would just look great. I know that it is just Treasure Island, like reskinned to be outer space, but I think that uh, that would be for me, Treasure Planet. And that was like a a commercial bomb as well. But it maybe I just it, it hit right when I was a kid. Like I watched it at such a good age that it, it's when I've gone back and rewatched it, it's not that great of a film. Oh I yeah, that, I know. But you still love it, you know. You still really do like it I think that that for me would be if they announced the Treasure Planet movie day one front row there I'll be no questions asked a movie that I think made me uh, like the villain before he redeemed himself definitely 100% well is it Long John Silver did they keep the same name yeah he was he was he was cool even when he was being bad I, I, I liked him um, yeah, you can't I, help it. You're like, oh, you're a, you're a prick, but oh, I like you. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I I do agree. I think I actually think Treasure Planet first over Atlantis. Uh, Treasure mm-hmm. Planet, one hundred percent. Back in the day, it could be George and Gordon Levitt who could have played him, but I think he's too old. Yeah, that that's a good pick though. If it was back in the day, yeah, Joseph Gordon Levitt for um, Jim. That's a good. That's a good pick. I don't know who I'd fan cast. I'm not really good at the the whole fan cast and stuff, but that would still be a good pick. I saw a fan cast of Grant Gustin playing Milo from Atlantis. Oh, I could see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah actually, the, I could see that a lot. This is a fan cast, and though you know, I just saw. Mm-hmm. I remember looking. But yeah, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was cool. Those movies. Maybe uh, yeah. Zendaya playing the uh, the other girl. I can't think of her name, but the Atlantean girl. Zendaya can look good with white hair. Speaking of hair, Ariel's hair costs like fifteen thousand. Woo! Yeah, Jesus. and and by the way, it was still red in the movie. To those haters, who, we don't want haters here. But if you're if you if you watch this movie, wishing I want my Ariel to have red hair. Uh, note to self, to yourself, her hair's red. Mm-hmm. Is her hair not red? Ursula calls her red. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly, and I didn't even put that two and two together. So it's nice to see that you got a, a, a cinematic win on this one. I think people are loving it, which is great. Mm-hmm. I could do, I could do with some more. I don't want a Mufasa prequel. 
Not when and, and, and I'm going to be rooting for Scar in this one because they're going to make Scar, they're going to they're, they're going to they're make they're going to make Scar cool in this Mufasa one. He's going to he's going to make him more likable, but more empathetic. You know, you're going to feel bad for him based on their fates. You know yeah. that. Correct, you know that Scar in the battle between Mufasa and Scar, you know that Scar wins. So I'm talking about this prequel they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know, but like, yeah, when you're watching it, you're like, oh, that Scar fella, like, well, was he going to win or not? And you know, he does. <laughs> eventually. Yeah, eventually. Uh, just not as iconic as a good one. Long live the king. That's... Jeremy Irons did a solid job mm-hmm. uh, delivering Definitely. that. How great they got those actors to play voices. Come on, that's deadly. Okay. Uh, I'd, li- I'd like to end on the... What do you think about the decision to do a remake in live action of a very recent movie in Moana? Ah, uh, yeah, Moana is uh, an outlier there because I I really enjoyed Moana. I thought Moana is a great movie, but I'd it's so new that I don't need to see it remade at all. I'd much rather see just a sequel. I'd much I'd rather love, see Moana too. I would love a sequel, um, but oh well. Dwayne Johnson. It just feels need, like it's a, it's yeah. Dwayne, Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson Dwayne, needing a paycheck. Yeah, he needs a win. Okay, I wonder. Uh, it'll be interesting how they'll execute it. You know, with the with the dreadlocks or with the, with the silky hair. It'll be good mm-hmm. to see. It'll be good to see the songs again. And, but uh, the Hamilton director is going to do it anyway. I think. Okay. Yeah. Well. Look. We'll see. We'll see. It could be a win, but I I would just rather see. A sequel to Moana because it's so new because it's what it was 2016 2017 mm-hmm. yeah I didn't eat my po- 10 years old I didn't eat my popcorn David that's how good it was well that's a big statement for you <laughs> um but yeah no we'll see dude um I think we'll wrap it up here for this episode uh to those listening if you'd like to uh follow us and subscribe to Talking Pictures Pod on Instagram you can see updates on when we release a new episode talking about a picture that moves every Wednesday. Uh, our email is talkingpicturespodcast1 at gmail.com. Please do send us any questions or queries. Uh, did I mention you, you should give us a like and uh, subscribe? Yeah, why don't you do that? Uh, do that as many times as Disney is going to remake live action movies. I wonder if, there are, if, they'll, if, they'll, if there's some that they won't remake. Yeah. They haven't remade a Pixar one yet, have they? Oh god, don't do that. Why? No, I Why? no. I'd rather I'd rather them remake Moana than Toy Story. Mm-hmm. You know, put it that way. Um, yeah, David. Any final thoughts? No, uh, I think you wrapped it all up there nicely. If you can spare us the five stars on your podcast app of choice, uh, we'd appreciate it. Any engagement uh, helps us. Maybe you might. Uh, you know get an answer to a question you might have so send us in your questions and queries and uh, yeah thanks so much Brad David you're a gentleman 